Well, on the topic of oceans warming, on the topic of will it be 1.5 degrees or 3 degrees, uh, the implications and so forth, I thought it would be relevant to share the article found in the conversation. And it came out a few days ago, actually, September 15th. And here it is, September 13th, sorry. How much will our oceans warm and cause sea levels to rise this century? We've just improved our estimate. So in summary, information is being provided and submitted from around the world, comparing and contrasting all kinds of data. And as we advance, uh, a lot of the information is analyzed and catches up with other information. Information is crossed with other, cross-examined if you wish, <clears throat> and models and projections also. So we get more and more of a model of what things look like for the future. And they talk about it as being more and more accurate. Uh, whichever way you, or however way you look at it, uh, it would be nice to tame the direction into a livable one. Um, but there's going to be comments from me, and I'll have a, a recording where I'm just speaking and not reading. But here is some more information for now to add to this conversation. How much will our oceans warm and cause sea levels to rise this century? We've just improved our estimate. Knowing how much sea levels are likely to rise during this century is vital to our understanding of future climate change. But previous estimates have generated wide ranges of uncertainty. In our research, published today in Nature Climate Change, we provide an improved estimate of how much our oceans are going to warm and its contribution to sea level rise. With the help of 15 years' worth of measurements collected by a global array of autonomous underwater sampling floats, our analysis shows that without dramatic reductions in greenhouse gas emissions, by the end of this century, the upper 2,000 meters of the ocean is likely to warm by 11, 15 times the amount of warming observed during 2005-2019. Water expands as it gets warmer. So this warming will cause sea levels to rise by 17 to 26 centimeters. This is about one-third of the total projected rise alongside contributions from deep ocean warming and melting of glaciers and polar ice sheets. Ocean warming is a direct consequence of rising greenhouse gas concentrations in the atmosphere as a result of our burning of fossil fuels. This results in an imbalance between the energy arriving from the sun and the energy radiated out into space. About 90% of the excess heat energy in the climate system over the past 50 years is stored in the ocean, and only about 1% in the warming atmosphere. Warming oceans cause sea levels to rise, both directly via heat expansion and indirectly through melting of ice shelves. Warming oceans also affect marine ecosystems, for example through coral bleaching, and play a role in weather events such as the formation of tropical cyclones. Systematic observations of ocean temperatures began in the 19th century, but it was only in the second half of the 20th century that enough observations were made to measure ocean heat content consistently around the globe. Since the 1970s, these observations indicate an increase in ocean heat content, but these measurements have significant uncertainties because the observations have been relatively sparse, particularly in the southern hemisphere and at depths below 700 meters.
To improve this situation, the Argo project, ARGO, has deployed a fleet of autonomous profiling floats to collect data from around the world. Since the early 2000s, they have measured temperatures in the upper 2000 meters of the oceans and sent the data via satellite to analysis centers around the world. These data are uniform, high quality, and cover the vast majority of the open oceans. As a result, we've been able to calculate a much better estimate of the amount of heat accumulating in the world's oceans. The global ocean heat content continued to increase unabated during the temporary slowdown in global surface warming in the beginning of this century. This is because ocean warming is less affected than surface warming by natural yearly fluctuations in climate. Current observations and future warning. Well, to estimate future ocean warming, we need to take the Argo observations as a basis and then use climate models to project them into the future. But to do that, we need to know which models are in closest agreement with new, more accurate direct measurements of ocean heat provided by the Argo data. The latest climate models used in last month's landmark report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change all show ocean warming over the period of available Argo observations, and they project what warming will continue in the future, albeit with a wide range of uncertainties. By comparing the Argo temperature data for 2005 to 2019 with the simulations generated by models for that period, we used a statistical approach called emergent constraint to reduce uncertainties in model future projections. Based on information about the ocean warming, we know has already occurred. These constrained projections then provide an improved estimate of how much heat energy will accumulate in the oceans by the end of the century. By 2081-2100, under a scenario in which global greenhouse emissions continue on their current high trajectory, we found the upper 2,000 meters of the ocean is likely to warm by 11 to 15 times the amount of warming observed during 2005 to 2019. This corresponds to 17 to 26 centimeters of sea level rise from ocean thermal expansion. Climate models can also make predictions based on a range of different future greenhouse gas emissions. Strong emissions reductions, consistent with bringing surface global warming to within about 2 degrees Celsius of pre-industrial temperatures, would reduce the projected warming in the upper 2,000 meters of the ocean by about half. That is, between 5 and 9 times the ocean warming already seen in 2005-2019. This would equate to 18 40 to 14 centimeters of sea level rise due to thermal expansion, of course, reducing emissions so as to hit the more ambitious Paris target of 1.5 degrees surface warming would reduce these impacts even further. There are several other factors, though, that would also drive up sea levels. Besides the heat influx into the upper oceans investigated by our research, there is also warming of the deep ocean below 2,000 meters, which is still under sampled in the current observing system, as well as the effects of melting from glaciers and polar ice sheets. This indicates that even with strong policy action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, the oceans will continue to warm and sea levels will continue to rise well after surface warming is stabilized, but at a much reduced rate, making it easier to adapt to the remaining changes. 
cutting greenhouse gas emissions earlier rather than later will be more effective at slowing ocean warming and sea level rise. Our improved projection is founded on a network of ocean observations that are far more extensive and reliable than anything available before. Sustaining the ocean, observing system into the future, the extending it to the deep ocean and to areas not covered by the present Argo program will allow us to make more reliable climate projections in the future. This article was generally also authored by Miriam Frankel, science editor. And I gotta say, it's, it's well done uh, and it's still accessible to an average reader such as myself uh, because it illustrates the limitations of science, um, not because they're, you know, the, the, they need further education, <laughs> Uh, but because they're very clearly sharing within which scope they can carry out their studies, the limits of uh, the data with which they work, which is huge. I mean, if you look at it from 2000 onwards is where they have been gathering this data. And you would imagine that we could assume and so forth. But they are very clearly saying you could assume, you could do this, but our research indicates within this environment above um, down to 700 meters not below 2000 um, within the last 19 years and uh, they do that and that's a very scientific approach which they've shared and one of the risks is always that people who carry on this narrative start debating these different points and adding their own unassumed um, point of view and is completely non-scientific but based on the scientific evidence, it's up to you now to decide, okay, yes. um, it would seem obvious that trends are in one direction. I hope this information allows you to dig down and carry out further research for yourself and uh, understand the importance of the ocean as an incredible player within climate change. And do note that if we manage to limit greenhouse gas effects, uh, gas emissions, it will slow down, and when they talk about it in this article, it does slow down the warming of the ocean. And when it says slow down, it means basically it allows for us to adapt better to the evolution of the planet, including the warming of the oceans. So picture yourself, you are walking on a street, and there's a truck going really fast, and you have no chance to even notice it. However, you manage that the truck slows down some way. Suddenly, you get a chance to see the truck and avoid the truck. It will not stop the truck. Here we are, 2021, and we're still trying to provide information so that more people get on board. So be it. Here's an article. I hope you will go to the conversation and find this article by Miriam Frankel. And uh, look at as many as you need regularly and see which part and what you can do and when it comes to the topic of climate change to help heal the planet. Thank you very much for listening. Till the next recording.